Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Today's the day. Packers report to training camp, and we have got some news for you. Cheeseheads, it's a good day to wake up a Packers fan, that is for sure. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests will join us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Shay Cornette. His name is Jordan Cornette. We're holding it down for the guys over the next day plus. Uh, So I said it, it's a good day to be a cheesehead, and that is for sure. According to multiple reports, Aaron Rodgers has arrived in Green Bay on a private plane. Dun, dun, dun! The wait is over, folks. Uh, Your MVP quarterback is back in the green and gold, and I am sure fans all over the state of Wisconsin are rejoicing this morning. But how did we get here? Well, let M. Schefter tell you. As of last week, Aaron Rodgers' plan was not to show up to training camp and to not play this season. And the talks intensified over the weekend to the point where they offered, the Packers did, enough in the way of concessions to get Aaron Rodgers to change his stance. The stance was no-go. That was the plan. And the plan changed, as it sometimes can, when training camp approaches. All right, plans change, and so Aaron Rodgers now will be with the Green Bay Packers at least for this coming year. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jay, here are the details really quickly. The 2023 year in Rodgers' contract, the last one in his current deal, would be voided with no tags allowed in the future. Packers would agree to review Rodgers' situation at the end of this season. Chip or not chip, Rodgers' contract would be adjusted with no loss of income to give the Packers more cap room, and mechanisms would be in place to address Rodgers' issues with the team. So... All this to say, what say you? Well, the winner in this thing is what everybody's talking about, right? The winner in this one has to be Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers get their guy, the reigning MVP, back. They now become the contenders again that everybody assumed them to be. Devontae Adams probably falls in line as well, your, your top receiver. And you've got a year to try and make this thing even uh, more amicable and maybe a stronger relationship to keep Aaron Rodgers past this season. So you you satiate the desire of your fans, you make your team that contender, and you bring back the most talented player, you could argue, in the NFL in Aaron Rodgers. The biggest win, too, for Green Bay is you found a way to communicate with Aaron Rodgers. Congratulations. You found a way to get through and say, let's work cohesively. Let's come together for the good of this football team and let's go win some games and getting to that point is a massive win now you're on a clock for 365 you got to go out there and win during this season but you also got to find ways to prove that Aaron Rodgers should stay there after you fractured that relationship this happened in the state of Wisconsin already once right Giannis was a guy not nearly as disgruntled but had a wandering eye And you had to prove to him you'd put together a proper team to keep him. In Wisconsin, more specifically in Milwaukee with the Bucs, they did that, and we know how it played out. Can the Packers emulate what happened with the Bucs? Let's see. The only difference I'll say there is obviously they had to build around Giannis to help him out. With the Packers, they needed to build towards what Roger was looking for and then to help him out. Like, he wasn't asking for a ton of free agents. Yes, he wanted to sign his guy, Devontae Adams. He wanted help on the offensive side of the ball. But at the end of the day, he wanted more freedom in his contract when all was said and done. But he was disgruntled up until then, I think is what you're saying. The end of the contract 
the 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 caveats or the bullet points in there was mechanisms to address team issues. True. Those mechanisms yeah. to address team issues looms large in my opinion because I think you need to prove to Aaron Rodgers Hey, we didn't go bolster this roster like you wanted. We thought your best football was behind you. We needed to secure our future, as management is expected to do, by going to get Jordan Love. You proved us wrong. You proved us very wrong. You turn it in an MVP season, and we're on the doorstep of getting to the Super Bowl. You've clearly got a lot left. So now that you took the misstep before, now you have 365 days to prove to Aaron Rodgers we can kind of make this thing right. Let's fix what we did wrong. We've come together to this point to secure you for one more year. Mechanisms, look at the bottom. Mechanisms will be put in place to address Rodgers' issues with the team. Can they do that and how, I think, becomes a big question. Okay, so the way we started this conversation was kind of who's the winner in this situation. And and the answer is definitely the Packers. However, I do think you're right. It took some communication and a little bit of compromise here. First of all, a week ago, I was sitting right in this very seat when I was reading the breaking news that the Packers had offered Aaron Rodgers two additional years to his contract. And that would ultimately, the way the contract was structured, would make him the highest paid quarterback, perhaps, in the National Football League. And what did he do? He turned it down, which was a surprise to absolutely nobody because we knew that Aaron Rodgers didn't want longevity in his contract. He didn't care about the money. What he wanted was what he wanted. He wanted more freedom to go elsewhere. He wanted to fix, I guess, issues with the team, as you've pointed out a few times. And he wanted to have a little bit more control and understanding from the higher-ups of what was going to be happening with this team going forward. And so here we are. And so in ongoing talks with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, according to all reports, it's like, well, that contract obviously wasn't what you wanted. I don't know why it leaked in the first place because it, to me, felt like a way to kind of even further divide Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers. But nonetheless, let's rip that up. What would you rather have? Okay, a one-year deal where then you can go elsewhere if you want to or a one-year deal to put all your chips in one basket and we'll reevaluate at the end? Fine. That's what we'll do. It doesn't give us longevity here in Green Bay. It doesn't keep you in Green Bay for, for you know, a foreseeable future, but it does give us one more year to try and go out there and add another Super Bowl to your hand that you only have one on. Deal. So there was a little bit of compromise on the Packers side, but not a ton. And so at the end of the day, they still have their MVP quarterback and they still have a chance to go win another championship. And so the Packers win this outright. Okay, so you think the Packers win this outright? Yes, but I do think there was a little bit of compromise in communication there, which should have happened saying from Rogers, jump. You're saying Rodgers got what he wanted too, so there's a he win did. there because he got flexibility. Yeah. Another angle not being discussed in terms of winners and losers because everything's black and white, it feels like in sports. There's no gray area. Who won, who lost? And we've kind of laid out that it seems like the Packers have to be the biggest winner here by getting their guy back. You know who else wins, O'Shea? The fans. We win. We win in this. Because think about at the height of COVID, what we locked in for every Sunday uh, during that however many weeks it ran for was The Last Dance, the documentary about those Bulls and Michael Jordan's last year with that team before moving on away from them and a legend uh, that he left there in Chicago that still looms very large. That was so riveting to watch. And we are going back in the past to, rel- to relive those moments in the 90s. And we couldn't get enough of it. We couldn't get enough of the drama. We couldn't get enough of the theater. We're going to be able to have that real time here in sports with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. The last dance is playing out right in front of us. We know how it ended with MJ and Jerry Krause and Phil Jackson and Scotty and that crew. We don't know how this story is going to end. This is the last dance. It, w- it, w- 
the remix. That's exactly <laughs> what we're getting here. What is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? What kind of season is this going to be? Is he going to play MVP caliber football? Are they going to win a championship? Is he going to come back when it's all said and done? We don't know, but you know what we get to do? Read into everything. The looks he gives a player if it doesn't go right. Is he communicating with LaFleur? How mad is he with management? Does he still have it? All this is going to play out. I cannot wait. That's a really good point because it's so true. I mean, we're going to be analyzing every single thing that happens with this guy. If he tweets something cryptic, we're going to be reading into that. I mean, how many times did I reread the tweet about him congratulating the Bucks on winning a chip? It's Sports or theater. We're getting that at the – the, the top shelf. This is top shelf theater. This is what we want in sports. We want to watch greatness. Can it deliver? And with the dynamics involved in this one, it's the last dance documentary in real time. It really is. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. All right, let's hear from Packers fans. Phone numbers 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. How do you feel about this whole situation? Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, and what's about to come this upcoming season. Um, Aaron Rodgers, though, not the only one who set himself up to leave his current situation in the near future. <laughs> we'll get into that after Jordan has this from Goodyear. I got this from Goodyear. Every move we make pushes us forward, whether it's on the track, the court, or the field. Movement is how we make our impression on the world. It's part of who we are. And when we pursue it with everything we got, it shows us who we'll become. Every move we make, every road we choose to go down, every mile marker we pass takes us to a new place. It shows the world just how far we can go. Goodyear, more driven. Oklahoma and Texas moving to the SEC, that's widely expected at this point. If you're some of these other conferences, do you kind of band together and say, hey, we'll figure out how to govern ourselves and do away with the NCAAs? This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back. Yeah, I'll wait for that beat to drop, though. That's right. Got to wait for it. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. According to reports, he is indeed back in Green Bay, probably sleeping, really. But maybe later on today, we'll enjoy some cheese and, you know, hang with the fans because it's been a long off season for those Green Bay fans. Ooh. But 
Yes, Aaron Rodgers will be your quarterback this upcoming season. You'll have to wait at least one more year for Jordan Love. I think you'll be okay, though. Uh, Keyshawn, Jabel, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Shay Cornette. He is Jordan Cornette. We're hanging out with the uh, hanging in here for the guys uh, over the next couple of days. And we start the day with Aaron Rodgers reportedly arriving in Green Bay. Start the day is brought to you by Indeed Hire Right right now. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Um, so yesterday, Mark Murphy, Packers president, um, spoke to, I believe it was it was uh, donors or investors or something along those lines. Shareholders. Shareholders, thank you. Publicly owned Green Bay Packers. Thank you. Uh, shareholders for the Packers. And this was prior to the news that Aaron Rodgers was indeed for sure coming back. So let's take a listen to Mark Murphy because I, I, I do feel like this sound is interesting in a lot of different ways. I think fans are frustrated with the situation. I think they kind of a pox on both houses, uh, us and Aaron, but... We've been in constant communication. It's obviously months, and uh, you know I'm hopeful that uh, we'll have it all resolved. I do think our fans are split, and I think there's a lot of them that are just, they want it resolved, and I don't know if they're against the Packers or against Aaron. They want to see it resolved. And I know people know how good a player Aaron is, but I, I do think sometimes in these situations it's easy to forget you know, what he's done. Okay, so again, that was Mark Murphy, the president of the Green Bay Packers, and he was speaking to shareholders prior to the news that Aaron Rodgers decided he is going to arrive for the first day of training camp, which is today, and he will be staying with the Packers um, for this year at least. And so, Jordan, when I hear that sound, what annoys me about that sound is the exact moment when Mark Murphy says, I feel like our fan base is split. I don't know if they're against the Packers or they're against Aaron Rodgers because you know what? That was part of the Packers doing. They created that split. They created that tension and that that issue where fans had to choose sides. Did Aaron Rodgers add to that? Yes. But whose voices have we been hearing this entire offseason? The Packers, not Aaron Rodgers. And so when he says things like that, it, it, it perturbs me because I'm like, how are you supposed to have a fan base come together? If this was the resolution you were hoping for, which clearly it was, if he says they were in constant communication the entire offseason, why are you still throwing out this like Packers versus Aaron scenario? Why isn't, hey, we should really rally around this guy. Our hope is that he's going to come back in a Packers uniform. He's going to be under center. I understand the frustration, but guys, just hang with us. We're hopefully going to have an answer soon. Why wasn't that the message? I hate this back and forth of us versus him, and ultimately now they're going to have to come together. But it shouldn't have been like that in the first place. Well, you would hope that Mark Murphy and the rest of the brass there with Green Bay learned their lesson from the missteps in the past. And I don't know if Mark Murphy already knew that this deal was pretty much a done deal at that point. Didn't sound like it. And Aaron Rodgers was coming back. You don't know if it's posturing. You don't know if he's trying to present himself as, hey, this is very split. It was – it was some of us in, our, in, in Team Green Bay, some of us were Team Aaron Rodgers, but we made this thing happen. I, 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 don't, I can't really get behind the mindset there for Mark Murphy in that regard, but what I can say is, yeah, you heard more from the management side because they had to be in front of the media. They had to – media or they had to address the shareholders in the call that you're talking about. They had no choice but to, especially with the shareholders – I mean, they're investors. You have to talk to them about your brand and what the future and what projections look like. Aaron Rodgers didn't have to do any of that. In the match with the golf outing, you know, he was asked about it, but he wasn't pushed on it. And so he did what professionals should do. I mean, yeah, there was some of the the gimmicky stuff. And we talked about the Instagram story with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, 
uh, how he was, you know, taking subtle subtweet shots or whatever, what have you. But he didn't have to address any of this. That wasn't on Aaron Rodgers to do that. And he let his agent handle it. He let it play out behind closed doors. And I, I respect that part. I could have done without some of the pettiness that came from him. But the guy was clearly hurt and had good reason to feel that way. So this opens the question now to what does the fan base in Wisconsin feel like? And I don't reside in in Wisconsin, but I do have family that resides in Wisconsin. And yesterday um, I called my dad who, like born and raised in Wisconsin, diehard Packers fan his entire life. And I, you know, I was like, dad, he's staying. Like, how do you feel about this? And he kind of exemplifies exactly what Mark Murphy was kind of saying. Like, he's like, you know, I think, and I've always thought he's like, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the national football league. Yes. Patrick Mahomes is great. Yes. Tom Brady is great, but I think a rod is the best. Okay. Spoken like a true fat Packer fan. He's like, but there's kind of this shine that has, has rubbed off a little bit from, you know, our, our trophy that is Aaron Rodgers because this drama is so much like a dysfunctional family. And he's like, I think the Packers created a lot of it. But I'm a little annoyed. Like, if he wanted to leave so bad, he should have left. And my response to my father was, Dad, you just told me he's the best quarterback in the National Football League. You would have been okay with him walking? He's like, well, I just didn't like all this back and forth all the time. It made us feel like we aren't worthy of this MVP caliber quarterback. And so, Jordan, I guess my question to you is, again, my dad is a diehard Packers fan. All of his friends are. This is something that he's obviously communicated with them about a lot. And so I feel like that is the pulse of Wisconsin. Are you surprised by that at all? Well, before we get uh, to addressing your father-in-law's thoughts, my, father, my, yeah, father-in-law's, like, oh, my-, my father-in-law's thoughts, before we get to that, because let me be very clear, whatever my father-in-law says, I stand in line with his belief. <laughs> That's my father-in-law. Um, but you mentioned that conversation with him. Can you elaborate on – uh, what else happened during that phone call with uh, my father-in-law, so your call, father yesterday? I called, I, I called my dad while I was driving. I was driving to the store. I had my dog and, and my son in the back, which I shouldn't have been on the phone. Okay, I get it. But I had him on speakerphone. And I was Our child him, was in the car yeah, as well. I, I was telling him the story. Aaron Rodgers coming back. I knew he would be so excited. I got pulled over. And so I'm like, <laughs> shoot. Yeah, I'm like, Dad, I got to call you back. I'm getting pulled over. Exactly. That's what I heard. <laughs> So I hang up the phone and the cop comes to the, the car and, and I had my dog in the car. So she's like barking. I'm really sorry. You know, he's like, you're not supposed to be on the phone, ma'am. It's against the law. I know. I'm really sorry. I was calling actually to tell my dad who lives in Wisconsin. I straight, I swear this is what I said to him, that Aaron Rodgers is coming back to, to the Packers. And, you know, I knew he would be so excited. I should have got off the phone. So You mentioned that you worked for ESPN, too. I also too. did mention. You tried to drop that in there. I also did mention I worked for ESPN. <laughs> He leaves with, you know, license registration. I'm getting a ticket. I sent Jordan a picture. I'm getting a ticket. Uh, He comes back, hands me license registration and a warning and says, well, I've already had a bad day. I'm a Broncos fan. And I was hoping that Aaron Rodgers was going to Denver. So I hope your dad is happy. (laughs) And he drove away. And I thought one win for the Cornette household. Yeah, Very, very nice. Uh, And got out of us having to pay for a ticket. So thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Now we got that out of the way uh, with you narrowly avoiding an arrest with our four month old child. In the car. Glad that didn't happen. Um, mother of the year. Let's go back to uh, vilification here of Aaron Rodgers. And I get where my father-in-law is coming from. I understand totally that he's annoyed with the situation. He he he's he just wants resolution. He feels like he slighted as a fan. And this uh, you're better than us kind of vibe. Get it. But I always go back to people don't care what you're doing until you stop doing what you're supposed to be doing. And that makes great sense in place here in this regard. People are going to have air with issue probably with how this thing played out in the offseason with Aaron Rodgers. That's all fine and good. 
But ain't nobody going to care in Green Bay about this offseason when Aaron Rodgers returns and if he plays the kind of football he played this past season. If he's an MVP caliber player again, and if they are a true contender for a Super Bowl again, that's all rear view. Nobody's going to care about what happened in this offseason. But if he starts to struggle this year, if this team doesn't look the part this year, then the voices get amplified of, See, he doesn't want to be here. He's not all bought in. He didn't put in the work in the offseason. He was hanging out with this celebrity wife. All these things that have nothing to do with it, Shay. Thank you. For nothing to do with Thank it, Shay. Thank you for saying that the wife has One nothing more time, to do with it. Nothing to do with it, Shay. It'll be amplified. People will start to care if it doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers. And that door is cracked open right now, and it's going to be performance-based. If he doesn't deliver, people are going to point to what's happened in this offseason. So it lingers a little bit. But my money would be on Aaron Rodgers to deliver because it's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, gosh. And as a Bears fan and hanging out in the NFC North, this slowly kind of still breaks my heart. All right, Shay and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Much more on Aaron Rodgers coming up next, including how this might be affecting the locker room. We'll dive in. It's KJZ. Here's Jordan has this from Indeed. Finding the perfect hire can feel like searching for a needle in a bottomless haystack of resumes. Indeed makes hiring fast and simple. With 135 skills tests to help candidates prove they have the experience your job requires. Their powerful hiring platform even helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right on their site, which is probably why Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. To learn more about finding your next great hire, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Packers are now offering concessions to the reigning NFL MVP. This is about creating a path for Aaron Rodgers to leave Green Bay potentially after this season. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Aaron Rodgers, sources say, already back in Green Bay, getting set for the first day of training camp, which is today. And actually, Jordan, today, across the entire National Football League, by the end of today, I should say, all 32 teams will have reported or participated already in training camp. So the unofficial start to football season is really here, but it is really here for sure in Green Bay. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Shay Cornette, and this is my husband, Jordan Cornette. We're hanging out, filling in for the guys over the next couple of days. Um, And so we've covered this kind of from all angles at this point, right? Like, who won this kind of battle between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? The Packers. Uh, What's the pulse of the fan base right now in Wisconsin? Has Aaron Rodgers been vilified? And now let's switch gears and focus a little bit more on the locker room, because this has been 
and drama for the Green Bay Packers locker room as well. We've heard some former players speak out about this who have known Aaron Rodgers and what his deal is. And then we, we've heard that Devontae Adams wasn't going to return to the Packers if Aaron Rodgers didn't return to the Packers. We saw, obviously, over the weekend, both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams post cryptic kind of Instagram messages of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen on the, co- on the court, like representing the last dance, doing it one more time together. And so what does the Aaron Rodgers returning to Green Bay deal mean for the star wide receiver in Green Bay? Well, let's hear from Adam Schefter. Devontae Adams, the star wide receiver of the Packers, have struggled to reach a long-term deal with this offseason, in part because there was uncertainty surrounding Aaron Rodgers. Now is open to listening to any contract discussions that the team would like to have. And keep in mind that Aaron Rodgers' new situation, his new deal, even though it's not a new deal, will create more cap room for the Packers this year. So the Packers can allocate that cap room once this agreement is finalized any which way they want. You would figure that one of the ways they would want to do it would be to lock up, arguably, the best wide receiver in the game, who obviously was pessimistic about his chances of getting a deal done in part because of the uncertainty that existed surrounding Aaron Rodgers. All right, so uh, Schefter said it there, arguably the best receiver in the game, and that is actually true. Since 2016, Devontae Adams leads the NFL with 58 touchdown receptions. No other player is more than 47, Jay. This is a big return for the Packers in terms of getting both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams back, but this opens up the discussion. What does it mean for the rest of the locker room? Are these guys going to head into training camp annoyed or happy that they have their two dynamic playmakers back? Uh, Well, they'd be silly not to be happy. I mean, and well, again, go back to well. Before I get there, I'll say again, they should be happy because this team is now back to being a Super Bowl contender. They're now the favorite in the NFC North. These are you got a Hall of Famer coming back in Aaron Rodgers, who's still playing elite football as the reigning MVP, and Devontae Adams, who, like we just heard from Schefter, is considered to be by many the best receiver in the game. Definitely one of the top two or three. So when you bring that back, you have to be happy. As for those who don't like how this played out, uh, maybe the personality of Aaron Rodgers isn't their cup of tea. Shay, that would have been the case before this happened. And look what they were able to do last year. You don't wake up today and go, as a member of the Packers, I'm not really a Rodgers guy. I don't really like what happened in this offseason. I would imagine, not being in that locker room, the guys who didn't like what played out this year, we're probably not Rodgers guys to begin with. And if you had uh, the relationship with Rodgers before it, you're able to understand that this is the business side of things. And now that he's back, let's go win football games. I know, again, making the last dance reference, everything coming back to the vibes of that MJ final year in Chicago with the Bulls, not all those guys liked MJ. But MJ was able to extract from the guys what was needed to win ball games and his sheer greatness and ability got them to win ball games. Aaron Rodgers is not at the at the height of what MJ was to his sport, but Aaron Rodgers is an all-time great. So if his personality is what it is and if guys don't like what played out, oh well, let's go out there and play football and win. Okay. And I I get it. It's a business. Everyone understand that. Everyone knows that. But I will say this. Like, I know you're saying, oh, well, who cares? But there have got to be a select few in that locker room that might feel like, okay, here we go again. This is the story's all about Rodgers. And now this is what we're going to have to talk about for the first few weeks at training camp. 
why do we have to go through this? Couldn't we have done this maybe behind closed doors or spoken out about it right after the draft, right after they drafted Jordan Love instead of going through a whole offseason a year and a half later? Like, there have got to be a select few that feel a little perturbed by the way this all went down. Yes. Does that become an issue when they start losing? Again, that might be something people try to point to. Okay. But if history's shown us, and again, it was prior to this breakdown in communication, but I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers wasn't carrying some of those issues in the last season that maybe showed face at different points that quite possibly annoyed some of his teammates. Mm -hmm. Well, if that happened, as I'm speculating it may have, and we also know the type of dynamic personality that Aaron Rodgers presents with a side of uh, maybe some cockiness that could rub people the wrong way, they were on the doorstep of the Super Bowl. This offense was the best offense in the NFL last year, and he was the MVP. So if you have those issues, clearly they're not affecting play. Why should they this year? Because of a a contract dispute, or not even a contract, a dispute amongst management and star player that got resolved that got him back on the field. So, yeah, maybe it checks another box with those guys that go, there goes Aaron Rodgers with that Aaron Rodgers-ish again. But you know what? They go out there, they win games, and they compete for a Super Bowl, and that shouldn't change. So I don't know why you'd point to that unless struggles start to appear. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers returning to Green Bay is a frightening thing if you're anyone else in the NFC North or in the National Football League. Already a motivated a squad to begin with, like adding extra motivation to Aaron Rodgers does not seem fun to me at all. And then let's throw Devontae Adams in the mix here too. In 2020, he was targeted on a career high 34% of his routes, okay? basically it was never a secret where Green Bay was going with the ball. Like if Rodgers was going to throw, he likely was going to throw to Devontae Adams, open or not. He had a career low drop rate of 2% of his targets. 2% Devontae Adams, okay? And a career high 76.7% catch rate. Defenses know where the ball is going and it really doesn't matter. That's how good Devontae Adams is. I don't know why I feel like we don't talk about him enough in terms of how good he is as a receiver in the National Football League. Where does the conversation always go? Like DeAndre Hopkins, even Stephon Diggs. Like I feel like we talk a lot about all these other players. Julio Jones, we can go on down the list. Why don't we talk more about Devontae Adams and what he brings to the Packers organization? Because it's a lot. This guy does the most for this team too. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't argue with that. I, I guess I didn't see it as an issue of him not getting a shine. I felt like he got a lot of spotlight, deservedly so. Uh, and maybe it's because Aaron Rodgers is just that bright of a star that you think about what he does because Aaron Rodgers, even before the emergence of Devontae Adams, has been a guy who's done so much. Well, that's what I mean. You put the shine on Rodgers, not on Adams. I'm saying that's maybe why is because prior to Adams, even his his emergence, that Aaron Rodgers is just a guy you could say, give him the football, let him go out there. He's going to provide magic. Right. And so maybe people are thinking, eh, Adams is great, but it's because of Aaron Rodgers. It, it, I don't subscribe to that that method of thinking, but maybe that's why I do think he gets that shine. I also think it's nice to have an, a, a balance presented offensively. And they've got a good run game led by Aaron Jones there, and he does a really good job. So this is a dynamic offense, and we know that Matt LaFleur likes to set up that run to really get things going, and we thought that would be a push and pull between personalities of Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. But the formula is a winning formula, which goes back to – everybody's happy in any locker room at any level if you're winning games. And Green Bay is very much winning 
games consistently. True. Over the last three seasons, Green Bay is the NFL's best red zone offense, okay? So let's just point that out here. Um, also, we are here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, okay? Jordan and I are filling in for the guys. And I know Keyshawn's probably not going to be happy about this, but, you know, i got to state the facts. We're talking about Devontae Adams, right? Uh, including the playoffs, folks. Keyshawn Johnson, in 174 career games, had 66 touchdown receptions. Devontae Adams, in 111 career games, has 70 touchdown receptions. So let me tell you what this means. That means that Adams could go without a touchdown and uh, without a touchdown catch, I should say, for his next 73 games over four full seasons and still average more touchdown catches per game than Keyshawn Johnson. Stats Incredible is brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. All right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here. i got to defend Key. He's not here to defend himself. He's probably not even awake. Have you seen the quarterbacks that Keyshawn Johnson played with? I mean, Devontae Adams has Aaron Rodgers. Key's got, like, Brad Johnson, Vinny Testaverde, and Sean King. Hey, you know what? We're not talking about the quarterbacks. We're talking about the receivers here. I was just stating It's back. a duo. I was not. I, it is a duo. You're right. I wasn't trying to take a shot at Keyshawn. You weren't? You weren't? I just was pointing out the facts just for a little comparison so lies, people could lies, see. Lies, lies, and more lies. So people could see what a good receiver Devontae Adams is. That's all I was trying to do. Let me be very clear. Keyshawn ain't listening right now. Uh, so that's one. Uh, number two, Keyshawn caught 66 touchdowns in the National Football From League. From Glenn Foley, Vinny Testaverde, Brad Johnson, and Sean King. That's two. And number three, Keyshawn Johnson caught 66 more touchdowns than me and you combined okay, in the I National Football League. I thought you'd be happy about this stat. Do you remember when he was coming after you telling you oh, that, yeah. that Notre Dame yeah. shouldn't be in the college football playoff? I was trying to support my husband. Yeah, just, right? You know, I mean, get a little fire I mean, back. That's a great they, point. They shouldn't have. That, uh, that's all. That's all I no, was no, trying to do. That's a great point, Shay. You know what? Yeah, Keyshawn. I mean, all, he can play 74 more games, Devontae Let's Adams, go. Let's and he go. he still would be passing you. That's right. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, Keyshawn, we miss you a little here on the show. Uh, no, don't, no, don't, don't go soft. Full beef. Go full into the beef. We missed you Keyshawn a here disrespected on the show, but I'm going to keep it all the way 100. Keyshawn disrespected me all year, all, all bowl season leading up to that Notre Dame-Alabama game. Notre Dame lost. Keyshawn was right, but Notre Dame was competitive and played Alabama as close. where was USC? Oh, yeah, they weren't. Let's go. They weren't. Let's go, Shay. And Notre Dame played Alabama better than anybody you could argue right, last we're not going year. to Notre Dame. I just was pointing out the facts of why I was coming with some heat this morning. That's oh, all. So you're a solo act now in this beef. All right, dance along. <laughs> Keyshawn, are you going to clap back? Shay Pepler Cornette. Okay. She could be Pepler for this one because my name's Bennett and I ain't in it. <laughs> okay. Let's bring in Mike Tannenbaum, shall we? Let's keep this thing rolling. ESPN NFL front office insider. He joins us here on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Mike Tannenbaum. Do you think that was too harsh of a shot at Keyshawn just really quick? Hey, I'm the one that traded Keyshawn in this discussion. So, um, no, I will say this. He was an underrated blocker and he was extraordinarily tough as a receiver. So, we got to give him credit, So, but hey, when you can get t- two first-round picks for Keyshawn, that's a trade we'd make all day long, but he was a good player. Mike T., fair enough. Okay, we've been talking all morning. The headliner this morning is obviously Aaron Rodgers staying with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, re- according to reports, he is there in Green Bay, will report to training camp today. And so what is your reaction um, of how this all went down and what the resolution was? You know, we've been saying this for six months, that uh, this was going to be the compromise. I always felt this was – the way it was going to go. I'd like to get a lot more details. If we go back to August 4th, 2019, Tom Brady modified his contract that made that the last year of his contract in New England. New England couldn't franchise him, couldn't transition him. I haven't seen those details yet. So my question is, what happens next spring if and when 
Green Bay says, you know what, we're not going to trade you. So I'd like to see the details about what it actually means to revisit the situation because as a former GM, I, I would be very surprised that Aaron Rodgers would agree just to this sort of like what's being reported as like a good faith understanding. So, Mike, that, that leads me to the question of do you expect another shoe to fall here, so to speak? Is there, is there something else coming that maybe brought Aaron Rodgers to this position that we're in now where he's returning? Shoe to fall? I don't know. <laughs> well, again, you know, we, gotta see the, we have to see the details of the contract because you could easily address what Aaron Rodgers was hoping to do, which is what you could do is you could shorten his contract. You could eliminate 2023 and you could eliminate 2022. The fact that as of right now, this morning, Tuesday morning, it's being reported as they're going to revisit it. I would be concerned if I'm Aaron Rodgers because what happens if there's a new GM next year? A lot can happen. You know, we could sit here and speculate all day. The point is, unless it's in the contract, like, again, if we go back to August 4th, 2019, it was very clear that when Tom Brady renegotiated his contract with the Patriots, he was going to be a free agent and he couldn't be franchised. That doesn't seem to be the case here. So I'm very curious to see what the contract looks like. And then, obviously, he'll play the season as a Packer, and then we'll go from there. But I think there's a lot more that needs to be found out about what, what this contract looks like. Okay, so we're talking about speculating, and that's what we're going to continue to do here, unfortunately, <clears throat> on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Shea and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys this morning. We're on the Goodyear Hotline with Mike Tannenbaum, uh, ESPN NFL front office insider. So speculation, here we go, Mike. If, if they do win the Super Bowl, what do you think happens with Rodgers? Do you think he sticks around for another year or two, or do you think he's on his way no matter what? Well, it's interesting. Everything seems to be reported going back to what happened in the draft two years ago, which was he wasn't told that they could be drafting Jordan Love. I think that's a situation you can solve. I've been in the front office. I've made mistakes. I've been able to look agents, players in the eyes, close the door, work things out, and we'll move forward together. So you would like to think they could work things out. I'm surprised that it's taken this long. But look, they were able to put a Band-Aid on the situation. If I was Green Bay, if I was Mark Murphy, if I was Brian Gutekunst, if I was Matt LaFleur, I would keep going back to one word. That is legacy. Why do you want to go be a Bronco? Why would you want to go be a Raider, a Saint, wherever? Why don't you finish your career here? We can name boulevards after you. Statues could be you know, constructed about you. So you could begin and end your career with the Green Bay Packers, and that to me is something special, and that's something I would be constantly talking to Aaron Rodgers about. Yeah, Mike, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, and that still plays. It's just not very timely given that Tom Brady has that legacy and Tom Brady's gone somewhere else and it's still shined, which says, yeah, you're right, but this could also be uh, a possibility for me as well. Going back and leaning into your your front office past, and, and you can speak very directly to this, was there anything after that Jordan Love draft pick that that Green Bay front office could have done to maybe squash this and not let it get to the level that it has to this moment. Yeah, Jordan, again, I think you just got to keep communicating with players. You know, when you're sitting where they are, you're running an organization, not every player is going to feel like they're being paid fairly. Not every assistant coach is going to think that their title is appropriate. You have to constantly be communicating and explaining why you're making the decisions you're making. And again, Aaron Rodgers' job is to play quarterback for the Packers. The Packers front office job and obligation is to do what's within reason to help their team. I've been in a situation where we didn't have enough quarterback depth. Going back to Miami, we had a really good quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. When he tore his ACL, we had to go out and sign Jay Cutler. That didn't work out. The fact that 
Green Bay wanted to draft a young quarterback. Makes a ton of sense to me. Maybe they could have communicated it better. But all you need to tell Aaron Rodgers is we have a responsibility to the franchise long term. And Jordan Love may never play a snap here, and that's okay. But if something ever happened to you, we need to have a good young quarterback growing and developing behind you. Right. It, it seems like that is where it was lost, right? The communication aspect of it. Again, Mike Tannenbaum here, ESPN NFL front office insider, joining us on the Goodyear hotline here on KJZ. Okay, let's switch gears. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson, another quarterback who did report to training camp a couple days ago for the Houston Texans to avoid that $50,000 fine. We know what is kind of looming large over him, so let's put the GM hat back on here. If you were a GM for another team that was potentially looking to trade for Deshaun Watson, wouldn't you have some strong hesitations of that? Yeah, you're really looking at this in parallel tracks because there is a pending criminal investigation. There is allegedly some new uh, complaints that were filed. So until his criminal situation is clarified, it's hard to move forward. But what you can be doing is talking to your owner, your head coach to say, hey, we want to get ahead of our competition. So if we're the Philadelphia Eagles, let's say we want to make sure that we're trying to stay in touch with Houston, make sure we know what's going on and try to be on the front end of those discussions so you're trying to box out your competition if and when Deshaun Watson is eligible to play. And again, that is a big if. Something else that's really important to know, guys, is this. A number of years ago, Ben Roethlisberger was never charged with any criminal activity, and Roger Goodell still, still suspended him. So, again, the commissioner can suspend a player, and that standard is lower than a criminal standard. So, depending on how the situation uh, gets resolved from a criminal standpoint, Deshaun Watson could still be suspended for part of the 2021 season. So a lot more information needs to be gathered. But if you're another team, you're clearly watching the situation very carefully. No doubt about it. All right, Mike Tannenbaum, thanks so much for the insight this morning. We really appreciate it. I know eyes are on Green Bay, but uh, some insight on Houston was good as well. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. See ya. Have a good morning. Um, okay, so... Uh, Again, most eyes are on Green Bay this morning. That is where the headlines are, but obviously keeping a close eye on the Deshaun Watson situation. Yesterday it was reported kind of what it would cost, essentially, to get uh, Deshaun Watson on your team, and it was something along the lines of five high-round picks uh, plus some players, plural. Um, But as it stands today, that seems unlikely in my mind that a team would be wanting to trade for a player. They have no idea if he's going to be suspended or if he can even play at this point. And you're talking about 22 civil lawsuits. Mm-hmm. One civil lawsuit can drag out for longer than a calendar year, can bleed into a couple years. 22 of them most likely could go the length of a year or more. So there's got to be a sense of urgency on both sides, uh, Deshaun Watson's side, the side of these 22 women that have uh, made these allegations, very serious ones, uh, ones that should be taken very seriously. Uh, you got to imagine there's a sense of urgency to get this done from Deshaun's side. That can't sense of urgency also be present on the other side. So if this drags out for as long as it does, what do the Texans do? What does the league do? Right. And uh, Mike just mentioned Big Ben, too, when he was suspended. So Big Ben was suspended for six games initially in 2010, and then it was cut down to four games. So and that was without any charges. And so we'll need for the season to start. Right. Right. And then for maybe that's when Roger Goodell makes the decision as commissioner to put him on an exemplist or not, because to do it now, it would appear like it's a suspension as opposed to how the exemption list works. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Okay. Who's hurt the most by Aaron Rodgers return to the Packers. Is anyone hurt by that return? 
How does everyone feel about it? We'll dive into it more right here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. I am Shay Cornette. He's Jordan Cornette, and we'll be right back on KJZ on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and the ESPN app.